0: Chapter 25 of Bill Nye's Funniest Thoughts by Bill Nye. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 25 My Experience as an Agriculturist During the past season, I was considerably interested in agriculture. I met with some success, but not enough to madden me with joy. It takes a good deal of success to unscrew my reason and make it totter on its throne. I've had trouble with my liver and various other abnormal conditions of the vital organs, but old reason sits there on his or her throne, as the case may be through it all. Agriculture has a charm about it which I cannot adequately describe. Every product of the farm is furnished by nature with something that loves it, so that it will never be neglected. The grain crop is loved by the weevil, the hessian fly, and the chinch-bug. The watermelon, the squash, and the cucumber are loved by the squash-bug. The potato is loved by the potato-bug. The sweet corn is loved by the ant, thou sluggard the tomato is loved by the cutworm the plum is loved by the curculio and so forth and so forth so that no plant that grows need be a wallflower early blooming and extremely dwarf joke for the table plant as soon as there is no danger of frosts in drills four inches apart when ripe pull it and eat raw with vinegar the red ants may be added to taste Well, I began early to spade up my angleworms and other pets to see if they had withstood the severe winter. I found they had. They were unusually bright and cheerful. The potato-bugs were a little sluggish at first, but as the spring opened and the ground warmed up, they pitched right in and did first-rate. Every one of my bugs in May looked splendidly. I was most worried about my cutworms. Away along in April I had not seen a cutworm, and I began to fear they had suffered and perhaps perished in the extreme cold of the previous winter. One morning, late in the month, however, I saw a cutworm come out from behind a cabbage stump and take off his earmuff. He was a little stiff in the joints, but he had not lost hope. I saw at once now was the time to assist him if I had a spark of humanity left. I searched every work I could find on agriculture to find out what it was that farmers fed their blamed cutworms, but all scientists seemed to be silent. I read the agricultural reports, the dictionary, and the encyclopedia, but they didn't throw any light on the subject. I got wild. I feared that I had brought but one cutworm through the winter, and I was liable to lose him unless I could find out what to feed him. I asked some of my neighbors, but they spoke jeeringly and sarcastically. I know now how it was. All their cutworms had frozen down last winter, and they couldn't bear to see me get ahead. All at once an idea struck me. I haven't recovered from the concussion yet. It was this. The worm had wintered under a cabbage stalk. No doubt he was fond of the beverage. I acted upon this thought and bought him two dozen red cabbage plants at fifty cents a dozen. I had hit it the first pop. He was passionately fond of these plants, and would eat three in one night. He also had several matinees and sauerkraut lawn festivals for his friends, and in a week I bought three dozen more cabbage plants. By this time I had collected a large group of common scrub cutworms, early Swedish cutworms, dwarf hubbard cutworms, and short horn cutworms, all doing well, but still, I thought, a little hidebound and bilious. They acted languid and listless. As my squash-bugs, currant-worms, potato-bugs, etc. were all doing well without care, I devoted myself almost exclusively to my cutworms. They were all strong and well, but they seemed melancholy, with nothing to eat day after day but cabbages. I therefore bought five dozen tomato plants that were tender and large. These I fed to the cut-worms at the rate of eight or ten in one night. In a week the cut-worms had thrown off that air of ennui and languor that I had formerly noticed, and were gay and light-hearted. I got them some more tomato plants, and then some more cabbage for change. On the whole I was as proud as any young farmer who has made a success of anything. One morning I noticed that a cabbage plant was left standing unchanged. The next day it was still there. I was thunderstruck. I dug into the ground. My cutworms were gone. I spaded up the whole patch, but there wasn't one. Just as I had become attached to them, and they had learned to look forward each day to my coming, when they would almost always come up and eat a tomato plant out of my hand, someone had robbed me of them. I was almost wild with despair and grief. Suddenly something tumbled over my foot. It was mostly stomach, but it had feet on each corner. A neighbor said it was a warty toad. He had eaten up my summer's work. He had swallowed my cunning little cutworms. I tell you, gentle reader, unless some way is provided whereby this warty toad's scourge can be wiped out. I, for one, shall relinquish the joys of agricultural pursuits when a common toad with a sallow complexion and no intellect can swallow up my summer's work. It is time to pause End of chapter twenty five